Everybody ready and on fire? Ready to receive tonight in the name of Jesus? God is good to us. He's good. So, we've been on a series for a while, just entitled The Holy Spirit. Well, we've, we've named it a, several things, but right now we're just talking just directly about the Holy Spirit. And um, in the last couple of weeks, we've talked uh, out of 1 Corinthians 12, the nine manifestations of the Spirit of God. We've talked about some of those, the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge last week, the week before we looked at the discerning of spirits and what that is and how that operates and how it operates in each and every one of us. And, um, and um, those three, you know, the, the, the Scripture there calls, it, calls them gifts, but they're not gifts. Um, they're manifestations. That word gift was added. And those are the nine manifestations of the Spirit. And, and those three that we've talked about in the last two weeks are revelation gifts, meaning that they reveal something. Those manifestations reveal something. And, um, and when I was studying the last couple of weeks, the Holy Spirit said to me that praying in other tongues is a, is a revelation gift because of what the Scripture says. And during this series that we've been on for a long time on Wednesdays, um, over the last few months, we've talked a lot about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues and what that looks like and how vitally important it is to a person's life. Whether people understand it or not really doesn't matter. We're not, we're not here to be popular about what we teach. We're just going to teach the truth. You understand? And, and the truth is vital um, that people hear the truth about something because you're not going to hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit um, in the two colleges that I went to, they never taught me anything about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They never taught me anything about the name of Jesus. They never taught me anything about the Word of God. They taught me a lot of good stuff, you know. Um, and, 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 I, and I gleaned and received a lot of good information and good knowledge, but they didn't teach me anything about God. And so the church's responsibility is to teach the truth. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues produces a revelation manifestation on a daily basis. I need, I need the presence of the Holy Spirit working inside of me, helping me every day. That's where you need the help. You need help where, you, where the rubber meets the road on the day-to-day issues. You understand? That's where we need it working for us. I mean, yeah, okay, we can talk about all kinds of stuff and say we know all this and that, but if it's not working, I don't want it. I want what works, amen? And what works is for me to be receiving help every day from the one who is the true helper. That's what works. But you're not going to get the full effect of that if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit and have spoken in other tongues once or twice or ten times or you did it for six months or you tried it for a while and then you got bored with it and you got tired of it. It does you no good. 
Because praying in other tongues, one passage says in the book of Jude, it says it builds, you build yourself up in the faith that is coming from the word you're hearing taught by praying in other tongues. You build yourself up in what you're hearing. Because God takes the word and that's what he reveals to you. Praying in other tongues is a revelation manifestation every single day whenever you choose to pray in other tongues and put out the effort to do it. It's one thing to say I was and all that. But Paul said, forget what's behind. Thank God for what's behind. Thank God for the day I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But if I'm not doing anything with it, what's it going to profit me? So, just going to review a little bit as I um, look at the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues as being a revelation manifestation for us on a daily basis. And I want you to see that. 2 Corinthians 13, 14, we read this last week. It's the last verse of the last chapter in 2 Corinthians. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. We defined communion in a way that you can't to have communion is to have fellowship. You have to have fellowship with a person. You have to have connection and communication with a person. You, you can't have communion with this pulpit because it's, it, it's, 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 uh, it has to be reciprocating in there being fellowship, not just one person, not just a thing that, you, that you're right. You can't have communion with that chair right there. And I made that, that point last week, and it's vital that we understand that. And He wants to have communion with us. He wants to have fellowship with us because the Holy Spirit is not an it. Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a thing. He's not just something floating around out there. He is a person, and He wants communion with us. And that's what the Scripture is talking about there. Um, Holy Spirit is the one of the three of the triune being that we deal with every day. Where's Jesus? Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is represented on the inside of us by the person of the Holy Spirit. God the Father is on the throne. They're wherever they want to be. They're omnipresent. They're in all places. But on the earth, we connect with Father, Son, or Word, and Holy Spirit through the person of the Holy Spirit. And it's a day-to-day thing. He's there for me every single day to reveal whatever I need for whatever situation that I face. And look at me when I say this. It's no joke. (laughs) Right? We're not just blowing hot air. He's there for... Listen, remember, He's the one that knows everything about everything, and He's there available for us every minute of every day in everything that we face. Bar none. Amen? Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask 
or think according to the power that works in us. Now to Him, it says, big H, Him, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above everything that we can ask or think. Can you ask and think about some things? (laughs) Can you ask and think for some things? (laughs) But He said, He, in this verse it says, He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that you ask or think. When you have a need, you have a situation, you have something that you need answers for, He can do above and beyond anything you can even ask or think of if you're yielding to the person of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about that over the last few weeks, about the importance of you yielding in the moment to what the Holy Spirit is saying and not yielding to other information. Because there's an information highway out there coming and hitting you and hammering you from every direction, and then you have a past of information. If you're, if you, the day you got born again, you brought your past information into your born-again life, and it didn't change. You have to purpose to change it every single day. How is that done? Through the renewing of the mind, with the Word of God revealed to you by the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. Without that revelation, without the revealing of the Holy Spirit coming and working on your behalf, then you can hear messages like this, you can read the Word, you can study the Word, gain a head full of knowledge, but if, you don't, if it doesn't go from knowledge in your head to be re, being revealed on the inside of you, then it does very little for you on a day-to-day basis. I didn't say it didn't do any good. But you're, you're not embracing and receiving the full capacity that the Word was intended to work on your behalf with without the person of the Holy Spirit. Right. So it really doesn't matter how much you know, it's what you're doing with what you know. That's, right. That's what matters. Can you say Amen. I don't know why I keep saying this, but I'm saying this again. I've said this for uh, about the last three weeks in every service. Um, If you're born again tonight, you are born again because you believe that Jesus was born from a virgin. And you believe that after three days of being dead, he was raised up. And the reason I keep saying that to you is because I keep hearing God say to me, if you can believe that Jesus was born from a virgin, which is absolutely impossible based on our scientific minds, I'm going to say it again. He was born of a virgin. We know all about the birds and the bees and how all that goes together. It's impossible for that to happen, and it happened. And when you say you accept him to be your savior, you're saying that's what you believe. Then you're saying that after being three days dead, three days apart from his physical body, 
that body came back to life. I mean, you know, I mean, why didn't God do it like, you know, he was raised in like maybe 45 minutes? You know, you can kind of get your brain wrapped around that, maybe even a few hours, maybe like by the end of the day, but for three days and already resting in the tomb, already wrapped in everything else, and you believe that? Here's my point. If you can believe those two things, you can believe anything else. If you can believe that and you really believe that and you're really born again, then there's not anything you can't believe for. And, and get this, we don't have to believe on our own. We have a helper who really knows how to help. And the thing about him is he's not the doer. He's the helper. Say that. Say he's the helper. Say it. He's not the doer. He won't do it for you. If you've ever said it, well, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I'm just waiting on God to do it. No, he's already done it all. No, he, he's not going to do anything, but he'll help you do it. What he wants is, he wants me to walk out my life doing what he tells me to do, so what I do is what he's approving of. So if I've got that help going on, and I'm yielding to that help, and I'm listening to that, and I'm paying attention to that, there's not anything I can't believe for. So there's nothing that you're facing this very moment he doesn't already have the answer for because he knows everything about everything. So let me ask you this. How many days go by where you experience times of feeling like you can't make it. Don't raise your hand. Don't say anything. I'm just asking you this question. How many times during the day in your life have you, since you've been born again, have you had the thought, I just don't think I can go on anymore? I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Okay. So you've had those thoughts. So has everybody else. In one form or another. Well, Pastor, I, I don't want to quit or I've never wanted to quit. Okay. But, but it's like whatever it is that you experience, you experience it because of the world we live in and the attacks that come to your soul. And they come to everybody. You're not being attacked, then you're dead. They just come. I just got a report today, got a report this morning of I don't think I don't think anybody in here. Well, maybe a couple of you might know who he is, but but most of you wouldn't even know who this guy is. But I got a report that a guy that I met 11 years ago and was working on developing, you know, relationship, getting closer to him. He got born again early on, and uh, and 
but was really fighting with, with demons in his soul in a lot of different ways. And I've been praying for that guy for a long, long time. And two days ago, he took his life. I mean, not even 50 years old. Maybe in his mid-40s. Took his life. And uh, just today as I was just praying in the Spirit for his family and praying in the Spirit about what's the deal? And the Holy Spirit said to me, it's a choice. And, and I want to say this. Galatians says, do not be deceived, and God will never be mocked. For whatever a man sows, that's what that man will reap. People think of that a lot of times in, in like, say, in the financial or monetary world. No, what he's really talking about first and foremost is the seed of the word, or not. And when a person has stuff in their life and things are going on in their life, there is only one thing that will change it. You know what won't change it? Well, if I, if I just move, if I just go somewhere else, that won't change it because it's still there. Well, if I, uh, well, maybe it's, maybe it's my, uh, my spouse. If I just divorce that one and get married to somebody, no, 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 it's still there. If you're not, if you're not actively allowing the Word to be sown in you, and then you allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth of His Word to you, you'll never get free. And so when a choice is made like that was made a couple of days ago by this young man, when that choice is made, it's made based on the lack of understanding. You're not going to make a choice like that to take your own life when you have revelation and understanding going on. Can you say amen to that? You won't. But you have to choose to allow your mind to be renewed and then actually put it to work. Be a doer of the Word, like it says in James 1. Be a doer of the Word, not just a hearer, but a doer, because if you're a hearer and not a doer, it says, then you're operating in deception, and then there's no end to what you can do, because why? Not because you're bad. It's not because you're bad, it's because you're listening to the wrong stuff. And if you don't think that there's not a devil out there, and demon spirits that will create voices in your head that will convince you that taking your life is better than working through things? If you don't believe that's true, well, I'm just telling you, you need to believe it. That's why we teach this. We teach it because we need it. We teach it because there's people everywhere that need to know the truth. Those who know the truth, and the truth is part of them, it liberates them and makes them free. When you're not allowing the truth to make the difference, that, that, it's, it's, that way, it's the same it's that way for me, it's a way for you, I don't care who it is. 
It's the truth revealed that will set you free from those demons and lies of the enemy. Can you say amen? So, when I hear something like a report like I've just said, when I hear something like that, when something, when I didn't get the result of what I've been praying for, for that guy right there, it makes me want to pray more. It makes me want to do more. It makes me want to preach this even more. It makes me want to overcome any and every obstacle. It wants me, it it causes me to want to be free of anything that would hold me back and keep me from being who God created me to be. What he put me here in the purpose and plan he put me on this planet for. Can you say amen? We've got a lot to do. We've got a lot of people's lives to touch and to minister to. Can you say amen? We've got a lot to do. <clears throat> say this after me. This is one of the most important confessions and statements that you can make over yourself every single day. Say it after me. I hear his voice. I do what he says. And I worry about nothing. Let's say it again. I hear his voice. I do what he says. And I worry about nothing. I hear him. I do what he says. And worry and fretfulness become a thing of the past because worrying about something will do absolutely no good. Trusting him because of what you've heard and the things you're doing, that's what produces great faith and confidence. Can you say amen to that? So, <clears throat> I just want to read a few passages and, and just drive this point home about praying in other tongues, the tongue that you receive after you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, praying in other tongues, becomes a revelation manifestation that is there for you every day of your life. And God wants you to be aware of the fact that it's available every day, all the time. Amen? So I want to read just a couple of, uh, uh, three passages here. 1 Corinthians 14, 13 says this. Therefore let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion that I will pray with the spirit, and then I will pray with the understanding? When I don't know how to pray, and that's another verse I'm going to read here in just a moment. When we don't know how to pray, we pray in the spirit, then we get the understanding, then we know what to do. That's how he helps us. Listen. It's not easy to accomplish this, but it's very simple. It's no more than what I just said. That's, that's exactly what it is. After you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have the release to pray in other tongues, and, and, you, have, and you begin to operate that way. Then you practice it every day. You, you, you pray in other tongues. I can, like I've said this many times, I can pray in tongues right now looking at you with my eyes open. I don't have to be in some position or mode or, you know, I do something weird or whatever. You just pray another tongue. It's a language. And that language, in, in the years that I've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, that language increases all the time. The more I pray, the more I pray. 
The more I pray in other tongues, the more I want to pray in other tongues, and the more language that comes to me. So he said, he said, when you pray in, in, in the Spirit, then you pray with the understanding. That's the key. Pray in the Spirit. He said, when you start praying in other tongues, your mind is unfruitful. You don't know what you're saying. You're not sure what's going. But then all of a sudden, what happens is your human spirit that's one with the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit begins to reveal to you things that He wants you to know about a situation. Or what to do about a situation. When you're, you're in a difficult time and you're not sure what to do. He's going to reveal to you what to do. Watch this next passage. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified, Romans 8 and verse 26. So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid. Why? Because He's the helper. And bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit Himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And He who searches the hearts of men knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit, what His intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in our behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good and for those who love God and are called according to His design and purpose. There's a lot said there, but I liked the way that that Amplified worded it. But what he's saying is, when we don't know how to pray, I mean, that's kind of almost every day. Wow, some situation happened, like the situation when I got the report, and I, and I know the whole family and everybody that's associated with the guy that took his life. And so you, your mind goes, man, what are you going to say? I don't have to say that. I don't have to say, what am I going to say? I pray in other tongues. I begin to pray in other tongues, and he shows me what to say. When I made the phone call, the things that I said, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't say that to him, but I know the things that I said brought comfort to them because I got them from him. I got it from him. So when we don't know how to pray, then he's there. Why? Because I'm not a physical person. I'm a spirit man. And my spirit and the Holy Spirit are one because I got born again, Right? So when I don't know how to pray, and I begin to pray in other tongues, then He begins to give me things that normally, in my, with my natural mind, I wouldn't get. I wouldn't get the things, you know, I'm thinking, oh man, I don't, I don't know what to say. Oh, I'm not going to call them, you know. I, don't, I mean, what do you say when somebody does something like that? I mean, I, I'm not going to call. Then, then you back off. I'm not going to call because, you know, what about this or that? Or what are they going to think? Or maybe they need time. or may, you know, So I just prayed in the Holy Ghost. I don't know. I very rarely do I ever call somebody if somebody's passed away or whatever. I don't call them immediately. You know, you just consider people's lives unless the Holy Spirit says so. Holy Spirit told me to call him. Call the other, the other guy, the other family member. Call him. And I did, and I had the right words, and it worked out just perfect, and he needed to hear from me. Wouldn't the Holy Ghost know that? I wouldn't. I might talk myself out of it, or I might call and, you know, 
preach some mini sermon to them and say some stupid thing that's going to just, you know, mess everything up. You don't want to do that, right? We want to give them what God wants them to have. So when we don't know how to pray, what do we do? Pray in the Spirit. Yeah, but you know, Pastor, I've done that a lot of times, and it's just like, you know, I don't get, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep practicing it. Just keep praying in other tongues. Even when it seems like, you know, ah, just my jaws get tied. I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything, you know. I mean, it's like it's not doing any good or what. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it because that's what I did. And the more I kept doing it, the more I became convinced of it. And then there, there, in my 44 years of salvation and being baptized, or 42 years I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, that I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's been times and seasons going through something that it's like, wait a minute. I didn't even ask God about that. Like, you know, and, and I have to repent for that and go right back to it because I know it works. I know it's right. I know it's the way he created me to pray in other tongues, get what I need from him, let him help me, and then I can accomplish whatever because he knows everything about everything. Hello. Amen. He knows everything about everything. Now, I just want you to Watch the screen as I read these next 16 verses. And I'm going to end with this. 1 Corinthians 2, and verse, starting with verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come. This is Paul talking to the church here at Corinth. And he said, I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, watch this, but in demonstration, in manifestation, in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, right there, I just read to you, what, what, I, what I just read to you is confirming what I just got through saying, right? So there's all these voices, and there's the wisdom of man, there's the Spirit of the world out there, and then there's the Spirit that's from God. And he said, however... Let me read that last one. He said, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. The rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. The rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. The rulers of this age are coming to nothing. The rulers of this age are coming to nothing. Paul is saying it then, I'm saying it today. People that are ruling without God are coming to nothing. I'm going to say it again. The people and the rulers of the world are coming to nothing. But we speak, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So that mystery is not just known to the human mind. It's not natural wisdom. It's not even, not even natural understanding of what Scripture says. 
But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, as it is written, watch this, eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. No, 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 watch this. We just read, I didn't, stay, I didn't stay on it very long, but we just read in Romans 8 that all things work together for good to those that love God and those who are called according to His purpose. So to those who know God and are following in His footsteps and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal Himself to them, all things work together for good. And then he, he reiterates it here. He said, but God has, rev- no, uh, I have not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him, who are seeking after Him, who are pursuing Him, who are developing and learning how to hear His voice so they're not doing the wisdom of the world. They're not following after the leaders of the world. They're following after Jesus Christ, Him crucified, and what He accomplished. We're after the kingdom of God, not the kingdoms of the world. Amen? Let's read that that one statement I just read a minute ago. What did it say? Um, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. If the rulers of this age are coming to nothing because He said so, in this age, in that age, in this age, in the age which is to come, however long we're here on planet earth, if they're coming to nothing, what do we have to fear about anything else that's going on out there? We stay connected to Him. Do you say, can you say amen to that? So, then He says, but God... No, I'll back up. The things which God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed them, those, all these things, to us through His Spirit. God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. He's revealed what? He's revealed to us what I couldn't get, what ear couldn't accomplish nor the things that enter through the eye gate and the ear gate that have nothing to do with God. Just the knowledge of the world or the voices of the world, what can't be accomplished there is being accomplished in a mystery which is Christ revealed in us, and He's revealed in us how? By the Holy Spirit. It's revealed who He is, what He's here for, what He's here to accomplish, and what your plan and purpose is, is revealed by the Holy Ghost. That's what He's saying right there. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of God that is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Well, see, we can't know the things of God. That's not what he said. He said, no man that is operating in human wisdom, because that's what the story's about right here. No man operating in human wisdom can tap the thoughts of God, but the Spirit of God. Where's the Spirit of God? <laughs> right here. It's in me. 
So I can know the things of God. I can know exactly what God wants me to know because I've got the Spirit of God if I'm yielding to the Spirit of God and allowing His information to rule my life and not the information of the world. Remember, rulers of the world are doing what? Staying here forever? Passing away. Becoming nothing. Now we've received, we have received not the spirit of the world. Say it. I have not received the spirit of the world. I don't know about you, but I'm rejecting the spirit of the world. I'm rejecting it. I'm giving it no place in my mind. I'm not, I'm not talking about rebelling. I'm not talking about rebelling against authority that is that is not illegal, immoral, or goes against the word. I'm not talking about rebelling. I'm talking about not giving place to it in my mind. I've not received the spirit of the world. But what I've received, but the spirit who is from God, that I might know the things that have been freely given to me by God. Did you just read that? Huh? Now, we've received... Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That I can know the things that have been freely given to me by God. Whatever God wants me to know and have, I can have if I believe that. I've received the spirit of God. He's living on the inside of me. And I can stay in constant communion and connection with Him every day. How? I'm telling you, this thing that I do right here, for me, I'm talking about me personally, it is precious. I mean, the, the more I do it, the more I weep when I do it. Just realizing what I have, I've got Every answer for anything I face. There's nothing that I'm going to face today or tomorrow. Somebody says, man, I just, I'm just ready for the world to get back to the way it was. I'm not. No. I, I want my, I want, my world is going to continue just like it is. Because my world's being framed with Him. But the world I live in, listen, we're not waiting for things to, to get past certain things because there's more things in the future. Because that's the spirit of the world. The devil is the God of the system, the way of thinking that's out there. And, and it's perverted, and, it, and it's working overtime to try to destroy people. But it doesn't have to be in my world. See, what I, it's what I give place to that controls that. You know, I, I just encourage you. I mean, limit your time to the news. And... Spend a whole lot of time in this news. <laughs> this is news of life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, who are you going to believe out there anyway? Yeah. Well, you know, I think this one's right. You don't know them. You don't know them. They, may, they may be blowing all kinds of stuff up your skirt and telling you all kinds of crazy things about that. I mean, thinking that one thing means this and, and then somebody else. And, and everybody's against everybody on the other side. 
and mean and mad and wanting to fight each other and kill each other and, I mean, take each other out. That's not God. None of it. None of it. I'm just telling you, limit your intake of the news and spend time here so you know the things that have been freely given to you by God. The nightly news is going to tell you a thing about what God's given you. Not a thing. Not one thing. I'm going to finish it, and then I'm done. Watch this. This just defines this. It would be good for you to go read these 16 verses. I mean, the whole thing is defined about what I talked about right now. He said, we've received... We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have freely been given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Comparing spiritual things, and what is he talking about? He's talking about information. So what he's saying is here, if you look at the literal Greek here, what he's saying is, he's saying, um, but uh, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, not in words that man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. And the Holy Spirit teaches me by revealing to me the things that I need to know about whatever it is that I face. So when I pray in other tongues, that's what he's talking about right here, com- comparing spiritual things with spiritual language. Because that's the context of what he's talking about right here. you got to get out of the language of the world and into the language of God. And as you do, there's no end to, to your victories that come continuously. Watch this. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. What natural man? He's not talking about an unsaved person necessarily. He's talking about a natural man who has an unrenewed mind. You don't receive the Spirit of God. You can be born again and not receive things from the Spirit of God that God's showing you because you're not developing it. You're not baptizing the Holy Ghost. You're not praying in other tongues. And you're not allowing the truth and the revelation of what God wants you to get to come into you. So it's just natural knowledge. So he said the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit. They're foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But I have. How about you? I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And, And... even if you don't feel like you have the mind of Christ, it'd be good for you to say that over yourself every single day and be developing the mind of Christ by hearing the Word taught, studying the Word, allow, confessing the Word, allowing the Word to be in you, and then allowing the person of the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to you. We win. We win. There's not a greater day than today to be alive on planet earth if you know him. You know him? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I just have to say, looking out there, I don't know if I didn't know him if I'd even want to be alive. And so I can understand when people are natural 
and they're only looking at things from the natural, how they can get discouraged and want to take their lives. I can understand that. Don't judge people. Don't judge anybody. Pray for people. Believe God for people. Help people to get God's word in ways that they can receive it. Don't shove the gospel down people's throats. Love them and, and allow them to be drawn to you so you can give them things that you have. Because what people are looking for are people that are living a victorious life. That's what people are looking for. Not a bunch of talk, but people that are living a victorious life because it's working in them. And what I gave you tonight are the tools to use the revelational manifestation of praying in other tongues on a daily basis to make the difference in your life every single day. And then, listen, I can just say, after 44 years of salvation, the only difference in me and a lot of other people I know is I just didn't quit. And the only reason that I didn't quit, the only reason is because of him. And because I, I did some, I didn't do it perfectly, you know. Anything you do with God, man, when you're starting out and you're making changes, it's messy. You know, you understand? Things look messy. They don't look right. And, well, I didn't do that exactly right like something. It doesn't matter. Just keep doing it. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep praying in the Spirit. Keep moving forward because there are people out there that are waiting on you to get victorious. And it works. Man, God loves us so much. He gave the best of heaven so that we could be set free and delivered. And man, we're in a great place today to be on the receiving end of all that God has for us. Amen.